0: Alright, welcome everyone to episode 3 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am your co-host Bob Chichinski, and I am joined here by my fabulous co-host Dog Bark Dog, how's it going this week? It's going pretty good. Pretty good? Are you sure it's only pretty good? We're in the midst of mid-year freaking mayhem.
1: Yes, but you know, I've been, uh, you know, kind of, not really stressed out, but you know, stats homework getting to me so there's
0: that <laughs> that's true man that's true you have been a busy dog for most of the event yeah. so anyways let's just jump right into it the Mid uh, midyear mayhem event has started it is all over Elder girls online here at the red diamond courier it is our favorite event it only lasts about 10 days. It ends on February 4th. It's been active as of us recording um, probably for, for about four or five days. Me and dogged have scored, you know, two to, what, no, three million now, AP? Yeah, at least scored, three. We scored at least one million today,
1: probably more. Yeah,
0: and we scored one million the first day, so we probably scored another million and change in those other couple days. And then you
1: probably have scored even more since I've been, you know. Oh, I've been cruising. you been stressing out and stats homework and working
0: too much. <laughs> yeah, my goal at the start of it was to go from the Alliance rank 26 to 33, the double moon logo Praetorian. That's my goal. I'm still working on it. I'm at 29 right now, so doing good. There you go. Cruising along about halfway there. Eh? Dog is working yeah. on his first star right, Dog? Yeah, I'm
1: a grade two, or I'm almost grade two of the August Palatins. So I'm almost oh, okay. there, legate, and I finally get that nice legate black dye and be able to dye
0: all my costumes Ooh, black. That's a coveted dye. I've always wanted that black dye. I did. I do too. That's why I'm happy. I'm almost <laughs> there. <laughs> Well, I'm happy for you we're gonna get it for you for sure by the end of major mayhem so uh, why don't you tell the uh awesome people how they could go get their their event tickets every day all
1: right so you can get your event tickets by either town quests battleground quests cyrodo daily quests or the uh imperial city quests and then uh the easiest of the quests to do would probably be the town quest which is a uh, Flasheris, Bruma, Croftsford, Hall, and Coral.
0: Boom, nice. Knocked them all out. And those weren't in the show notes, people, I'm telling you. But (laughs) the best ones that you can go to, in my opinion, are going to be like Hall or Coral, somewhere that's nice and not brightly lit up on the map. So you could go there and... uh, Hopefully, you could go to the uh, Coral, if you're D.C., and it's a nice little place, where you could go Quest, and people usually won't bug you there. And if you're red,
1: you have Shadenhall.
0: There you go. Do the Yellows have one? They do, right? They
1: have Lacherous, but that's about it. They're not as
0: lucky. Another one by Cropsford? No, you're right. They aren't as lucky. They do have Cropsford pretty close, too, though. So that's what that's the way I've been telling people to go get their uh, event tickets on Twitter. That's why I've been recommending it. Or the other best way is um, get in a group and see if anyone has a kill enemy players quest. Especially if you're in a group, that's going to go by really quick. Or a um, capture a resource quest that you guys are close to. People are pretty good about sharing quests, you know, especially if you ask, or maybe a capture scroll scroll quest something like that
1: yeah the searedo scout quest is also pretty cool but a lot of times it's going to have you go run to the opposite side of the, and if you if you only have like your three home keeps and that's kind of a little bit of a hassle
0: yeah especially in some of the campaigns we've been messing around with but anyways if you want to partake in the mid-year mayhem event all you got to do is accept the quest from the crown store You go in there and go to quest starters. Should have a nice little logo for you mid your mayhem. And then you're going to head to Cyrodiil. Wherever, whichever gate that your faction allows you to pick up quests from. I know it's the south gate for the Daggerfall Covenant. You're going to head there and you're going to be able to talk to the Wolfhead Lady, as I like to call her. And she's going to give you, um, you know, she's going to be able to further your quest along and make you drink her weird juice and then you're in the party once you have drinking the kool-aid <laughs> and you could pop your scroll that she gives you the scroll's kind of weird because it's a cyrodiil based item you can't use mementos in there so you need to slot it on your bar still from your slottables make it nice and easy accessible for you only last two hours i am horrible at it i've already missed like I don't know, probably like five or six good ticks because I didn't have my scroll on. But, you know, happens to the best of us, right, dog?
1: Yes. And if you want to score even more AP, what you can do is you can go inside of a seared Odell, kill one of the bosses that spawn. Now, these bosses might take a little while to spawn because, well, you know, there's a lot of people going in for that extra 20% which is a pretty decent amount when you figure that it's double.
0: Man, they take a pretty good deal of a time to spawn on a normal day. I mean, mid-year is pretty crazy. There's people in almost every delve. Yes. Because that 20%, it's big. So mid-year mayhem started, and we went really hard that first day. One little thing came out. We personally experienced it. We were running in our uh, four or five person group to the lumber mill at Ayleswell, And all of a sudden, (laughs) every single one of us lagged super hard, just frozen in place. And we're like, um, what's going on? And we all hit a hard load screen, not just serial load screen, like going into the game load screen and... Dogged pointed out, oh, we're going back to the character select screen.
1: Yep, because my internet is not the greatest, and it
0: happens to me before. (laughs) Upon logging back in, we got to find out that we were nowhere near the Ayleswell Lumber Mill anymore. And not only were we nowhere near it, we also had the quests that we had turned in before... Which was really, really weird. And it hit us all at the same moment that we just experienced some rollback in ESO. Which, I gotta admit, was the first time that I've ever experienced it. And we kind of felt like maybe we were crazy a little bit. But later that day, um, Gina Bruno, one of the community managers for ZOS actually posted on Twitter that there was a problem with rollback and just overall lag and performance in Ceredale, so they put out a a, a hotfix on day one. And I mean, hey, that's pretty awesome. At least they're just trying, you know? And it wasn't even a patch we had to download or wait for, it. no downtime. It was a hotfix, just boom. It was, that was kind of cool of them.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Especially since, like, you know, a couple, few of the updates, it's like, oh, you know, as console players, we have to wait, like, you know, like, a week or two before, like, it actually applies yeah. to us. So it was really nice to just have this update, you know, right then and there.
0: Yeah, imagine, I mean, if we had to wait a week for it, then the event would have been over. So that would have sucked. Yeah. So with the bringing on of Mid-Year Mayhem, we get a few awesome things. One of them is new campaigns that we get to go experience. The reason they bring these on is because of the massive server influx of players that come in to play PvP. And if all of them went to one dedicated server, they it would fall apart more than it does on a daily basis. So we've got two different seven-day Champion point campaigns, they are not alliance locked. So, all you faction flippers, you can go in there and have fun with all your friends, red, yellow, or blue. You got Boethia, or as Dogd apparently likes to say, Boethia. (laughs) And there's been some good fights in there. We have gone in there every now and again. We've been trying to hit it when there's... Some pop and fights going on around the DC. One that we really haven't delved into is Malakath because it has been insanely blue. Every time we look at it, either it has two or three bars of blue and maybe one bar of anything else. So we kind of stayed out of there. But I can pretty much promise you that blue is dominating it. As far as the non-champion campaign goes. We got good old Uncle Sheo in here. And, yeah, you know that I mean Sheogorath. The one and only. It is a non-champion campaign, as I said. Gonna feel like Battlegrounds Law when you're in there. It has been quite red and yellow, but that is where we have been spending a good deal of our time. Just because there is a lot for us to do as blues, we could go take resources and keeps. Just as small groups. Not really get too bugged. Have some good fun. Fights. We've been having some four on four, five on five fights that have been a lot of fun. And one thing that is awesome about campaigns that your alliance sucks in is that you get a lot more AP. There is a certain algorithm that determines when these buffs come on. I have a little bit of knowledge of the variables, but since I honestly. It could be anything, and <laughs> I could be totally wrong. I'm not going to go into it, but if you have low population of campaign and no scrolls and are gated, you're probably going to get some really good AP. And in mid your mayhem, man, that is a good place to spend your time and do some work for your faction, right, dog? Yes,
1: we can get like 10k per resource and like 40k per keep. 20k for an outpost it is just crazy we're so much <laughs> and my favorite thing about that campaign is that you know there's no champion points involved so you don't really have any really tanky people being like aha i am really tanky and i have really op heels so that's pretty cool
0: yeah it's pretty awesome i've been enjoying our time in there dog why don't you tell them how the uh all the old campaigns that we uh, usually get to play and have been looking this week during the event
1: yeah well first we have like you know the Cal grantee the 30 day alliance locked you know pretty much the main campaign for at least for xbox i'm not really sure about pc and it's packed and it's like you have a long like long one hour queue on like a monday morning and yeah so yeah we haven't really been in there because that one hour long queue is pretty crazy But when we have been in there, there have been some really good fights, and it's been pretty balanced back and forth. But another reason why we haven't really been in there as much is there's so many crashes in it, and when you crash, (laughs) you you miss ticks. Yeah, there's so many crashes, and you miss so many ticks, and then you waste time, and then you don't want to waste time because, like you know, you might have you might miss out on a hundred k defense tick on double AP.
0: Dude, I missed Maybe out on right. so many ticks this last couple days. Just you're like hitting a wall or a door. All of a sudden, you're frozen and your game is just like da 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 in your ears and you're like, "Oh no, <laughs> okay. I guess I'm dashboarded now and you don't even get the tick. But yeah. it's okay. It's understandable. There is so many people in there. At points, there's so much going on. I'm just telling everyone in the group, I'm pretty sure I'm going to crash right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: especially when, you know, there's, there's like at least 200 people inside of one key. Like, I mean, most games, if they had that many people in, you know, one area, yeah. they probably would just fall apart right <laughs> That's then and true. there. And the service would be down for like weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Mid-Year Mayhem really packs uh call granted the main server. It's awesome. It but a drawback of it is the crashes. There was um some definite fun time that we've had in there. So don't think that if you're on console you're just gonna crash in there all the time. I think it's better on PC from what I've heard. There's not as much crashing, but People's PCs are also more powerful than consoles sometimes.
1: Yes, until the new con, the new generation of consoles come out, and hopefully, they'll be more on par for these for the like, for the MMO like uh, ESO.
0: That's so. true. And then next mid year mayhem, we'll be cross platforming.
1: <laughs> yes, maybe, probably not. But what you can hope,
0: <laughs> I'll keep my fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. And then, so for the other three campaigns, there's Molamir, which is the undervets. Uh, DC hit two bars in it, and that was the first time in, probably since it was back back when the campaign was called Kine. Yeah, so.
0: honestly. Our friend, um, 40Ounce, uh, honestly told us that it's really good down there right now. It's popping. He runs a guild that still mains that campaign, and... He was telling us how when DC finally got some population in there, they were just mowing people down, which is a great time for DC, of course, anytime. <laughs> but he was trying to get us to go back in there because that's where we met a lot of people too. And honestly, if you haven't ever tried Under 50 PvP, it is a whole different game and it taking the cp out and the way it gives you battle buffs it kind of levels the playing field a bit more it's a uh, fun way to play and if you haven't ever tried it i would honestly recommend taking a try i've spent a lot of time in under bets. yes so have i
1: you made or you made plenty of m pushes and i've helped with many of your, <laughs> your m pushes too plenty yeah so i yeah, didn't the- the next campaign is blocked on. That is the thirty-day non-CP, right? Yeah, the thirty-day non-CP yeah. that is alliance locked, and it's mostly empty. But uh, it but it, depending on the time of day, there are, are numbers for either AD or EP. So it's pretty uh like you know heavily based on whichever one has, has the stuff. Somehow though, blue has all the scrolls, so. That, that's kinda of yeah. crazy to have all the scrolls in.
0: Especially have, when like, we're right. hoping that they aren't gonna have the scrolls. Somehow <laughs> yeah. we have no keeps, but for we have three home keeps and three scrolls for sure. Yeah, plus our two scrolls, so Yeah, like what the heck.
1: Yeah. And then there's lavalon which is the uh thirty day non-alliance locked. It's the CP one. And it's been foss been full most days of the weekend. Uh, and that's the first time for Xbox since the Necro Bash build broke the campaign for, like, three months until they finally updated the like updated the patch that fixed the uh, Bash build from being not broken.
0: And, of course, that was during the wondrous time where I decided to do an imp push in that campaign back when it was a seven-day. And we... Ended up going in there to find it very empty due to many Necro Bash build bombers, and it was a long week. I did finish first, but I did not get Crown emperor.
1: Yeah, it's because that one Emperor in there... uh he had Emperor as Bash build, and he, when, what he would do is that when he was in Bash build, he'd regain ultimate, so as soon as he came out, he could pop it again, and he'd just non-stop Bash build Necro Goliath, or... Yeah, yeah. Skeleton Goliath Bone, and
0: Bone Goliath. He's just crazy. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy. That was unfortunate. But, it's okay. Because they did eventually fix it, so that was cool. But the sucky part is that the campaign never really bounce back after that however it is really nice to see it have full bars during major mayhem at least yeah hopefully the that campaign will you know continue to have at least a
1: couple bars other than like you know the prime time like weekend that it normally does when people can't get into cow because there's like you know that average like 30 minute queue
0: yeah there has been a bit of a cue lately for Kyle which is honestly still cool so we've gone over the different campaigns you could opt into everything that we've told you is because we want you to know how that campaign might feel going into it but keep in mind that this is all as far as Xbox goes We are both on Xbox, that's where we spend our time, so when you jump into one of these campaigns on PC, it might be different. You know, one faction may be dominating, so as far as that, we will have some scores updates later, at least for PC Cyrodiil, but for right now, let me tell you about... Another awesome way to make some baller AP during Mid-Year Mayhem. And that's the freaking Battlegrounds. You're going to want to go in there and spend a heap of time at least. Just one heap, you know. Not two, that's pushing it. But Battlegrounds. 25k AP for a win. That's solid. 20k AP for second. 15k for third. That means... You could go in there and finish last place and be horrible four times in a row and make 60K AP, and if it takes you 15 minutes of Battleground, that's that's an hour, and you just made 60K AP. That is... Okay. Let me put it this way. When we do pushes, we need to average 100K AP every two hours. That's without a double AP buff, mind you. But that is really, really good AP score. So if you're scoring 60 an hour just for finishing last place four times, and you, you're you scoring more than we're scoring when we're going crazy for M pushes. But if you're getting some wins, some seconds, you're getting some really good AP. That's where I've been spending a good deal of my time when dogged is, you know, Working and, you know, living life outside Tamriel must be horrible. Yes, it is. I can confirm. (laughs) So, Dogged, I know that you are excited for this event to spend some time in the Imperial City. I know it hasn't been perfect for you, but I hope you're enjoying it a bit.
1: Yes, I've been able to kill her. I have two achievements that I need to complete for the holiday events have that entire holiday events, uh like, little section, subcategory completed on my main character. Oh, and wow, the two... whole,
0: like, the whole bar for every holiday?
1: Yep, for Dang. every holiday. Nice. Yep, I've been grinding at it, and it's getting close, and it's just not that these last two, which my I wanted to finish in last the hasn't June. even been
0: around long enough for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I said, I uh, I wanted to finish last June, July, but you know we didn't get that uh mid year mayhem, so I'm really hoping they can yeah, finish right. this up. But it's a little bit hard because they didn't add more imperial cities, which is kind of understandable. But yeah, I mean there's two, and yeah. Well, at first we're gonna talk about the CP one. It's packed. There can be about a queue on average to about like about 25 to get in. Um. There are huge city fights. A
0: queue for Imperial City is packed for sure.
1: Yes, and like I said, there's huge uh, uh, city fights in the districts and I'd say at least half of the districts probably have 100 plus people in a three-way fight for the bosses or, you know, just to kind of like control that little, what is it called, Uh, that district. And I know there's a couple fights where like, oh my god, like here we are, 150 people deep in a Elven Gardens district. And, and we're all dying. They're all dying. And somehow Red pulled out a wind because they waited until after us blues and yellows started, started fighting each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I love the sewers, especially when they're popping. Yeah. So it's good to see that. Even though it's not an Imperial City Prison event, there's still people down there. I mean, it's not double Telvar or anything, so even though that's where people are getting the pages, right? Yes, yeah, so you get the uh, the uh,
1: Legion Zero pages from killing bosses. It can be any kind of boss, mini-boss, the patrolling horrors, which, you know, in the uh, CP Imperial City, it is very difficult to get that. Uh, achievement for killing all of them because you know the bosses take I think it's about like 10 minutes to spawn and I, luckily though you just have to get like a couple hits off and be alive for it to count like so so that it isn't like completely impossible you don't have to wait for your faction to kill it so that's a that's a positive side
0: true that's how it was during that Imperial City event right if It yes. wasn't your faction mainly killing it, it kind of glitched, yes,, hmm. and
1: that's why you wouldn't get the tickets from uh the Imperial city if faction to kill it uh then you wouldn't got you didn't get credit for it, yeah, so they definitely fixed that if that was a if that was a bug that happened in the Imperial city, so that was a positive
0: well, that's good. that's something they fixed,
1: yeah. Uh, for the and then for the CP uh, sewer, they aren't as packed. I mean, some of the bosses can have like five, ten people on them, which is nice. So you can easily burn down a burn down a boss, but you definitely have to watch out for those bombers because they are definitely in there. They love bombing. They're gonna, you know, bomb you on the boss, and they're gonna steal all your Telvar just like in you know the Imperial City or not Imperial City, the uh Imperial yeah, the Imperial City celebration. So there's definitely bombers. You definitely want to be aware of them. Watch for their their little aoes to pop so you can start blocking and healing and stacking and shield stacking and all kinds of stuff to defend yourself from a bomb.
0: So it's not too packed down there, you said?
1: Yep, not too packed in the sewers, but the uh, city districts are definitely packed for the CP1. Hmm.
0: And then for the non-CP
1: Imperial City, there isn't a queue, and the city is not always quite as packed. Some of the districts will have 50-plus people, but for the non-CP Imperial City, what I've kind of noticed is that it is generally one-sided. So there's definitely a time where, like, oh, if you're a blue, you want to go in at this time. And it's not always like this, because obviously I think certain guilds are coming in, and they might come in on blue one day or a red on the other day, because... I mean, obviously, if you are in a part of a big training guild, or not training guild, a big uh, trading guild, uh, you want to be able to help uh, all your guildmates out for blue, red, or yellow. But then... Oh, yeah, the sewers are definitely empty there. So you and a friend can uh, camp those uh, uh, Trove Scamp spawns so you can get that achievement for killing Ooh, a Oh, that's
0: right. People are going crazy trying to get that one. They're like, I-, I spent hours trying to get a Trove Scamp. I saw that in chat the other day.
1: <laughs> it was yeah. like,
0: don't try to spend hours looking for a Trove Scamp. You go yeah. down there and you kill some stuff and one will appear to you. Yes, and
1: there is a wiki for you to look up where the trove scamp locations are. So it Ooh, does that's help. Good. Yep. And now each trove scamp can spawn in about like the, the, the wiki says it's like about ten, fifteen minutes. So if you definitely sit in one spot for a little while, kind of just like you know, go around in a little circle, killing all the uh, different kind of danger that spawn, get some telvar while you're at it, and then well, then eventually that trove scamp on. And then you can kill it, and get your achievement done,
0: which everyone wants to do, of course, even though it's not part of the Star Maiden achievement, right?
1: Yes, that's not part of the Star Maiden. Knight. Same thing with the, the uh,
0: to finish all of them, though.
1: Yeah, to finish all of them, you have to get that one, and the uh, patrolling horror boss isn't also isn't part of the. Uh, yeah,
0: uh, that's Star right. Killing Knight. all of them.
1: Yeah, but if you're a completionist like me, you definitely want to go for those achievements.
0: <laughs> I'm a completionist the, the, too, but you. I never thought that I was not that much of a completionist until I met dog. This fool is just going crazy. Well, actually, uh, our homie Gramaton too, that dude has like 100,000 gamer score. He just goes hard. He perfected ESO too. He has all the, uh, in, well, not in-game, but all the... Xbox achievements. Similar to Lotus of Doom's awesome accomplishment, the dude from Tales of Tamriel. He has all the PlayStation 4 achievements for the game. That's tough.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of them that's uh, pretty grindy to do, especially that Master Angler one. Oh, my or God. If that's an achievement, or an Xbox achievement, or PlayStation. But that is definitely a I don't think
0: so. Thing. But he does have that one in-game. But anyways... To keep us from totally derailing, I will just bring us back into the awesomeness that is Mid-Year Mayhem. By the way, did I mention that this is our favorite freaking event, and we are so, so very excited. It's back. It is all that we can do when we log in. It's constantly to Mid-Year Mayhem, and we wanted to bring our favorite Mid-Year Memories to everyone. Personally... I have a lot of mid-year memories They're from playing back in the day and seeing campaigns get packed when mid-year first came out that hadn't been packed in forever to all the emperor pushes that I've done in the last two and a half years during the mid-year event, which by the way, is the best time to push for emperor because you're going to get crazy amount of rewards. But anyways... My favorite time was when I got to be a Nightblade Emperor, and we were in the under-vet campaigns. So I hit level 50 as Emperor, like, middle of the day, and I was a Nightblade, Magblade. So this was just after Somerset had come out. And I'm not going to act like I wasn't wearing Slodes when it was totally broken. <laughs> Although I usually try and stray from the meta. I was living that life. And yeah, I hit level 50. And I put on my CP-160 golded out Grothdar monster set and Vicious Death jewelry and everything. And I was just terrorizing the population. It was... When you're emperor, it pretty much just doubles everything. Ulti regen, all your base stats, your all your recoveries. I mean, you were a walking god. So anytime you get to pull it off is super fun. But to be in Nightblade doing it was felt like cheating <laughs> a little bit. Honestly, <laughs> I missed that, but it was it's okay.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Uh yeah i remember i was switching between two uh different builds i was on my stand in and let me tell you would go in for a bomb and i would just pop my perna and i spun to one all day <laughs> to my to my stamina was out of stamina and i was like up oh, that's it that's all i that's all i got <laughs> there you go yeah. man bomb, and then when i wasn't and spinning
0: and uh, spin to win with grothar that's a recipe for disaster
1: yeah, and then when I wasn't uh, spinning the winning, I was on a Magflower, probably healing. I mean, obviously, this Magflower isn't as powerful as one now, and you totally just dominate everything because I figured out a way to grind super hard so I can get my Jesus Beam at level 30, and it's just killer.
0: Yeah, and let me tell you, <laughs> all the times I've been I've, I've been lucky enough you know, to have Dog come in and be my little pocket healer almost <laughs> so that also helps having 60k health and then a pocket healer as well is definitely just it's broken it's insane being emperor is literally insane
1: yeah and then uh this is yeah that was probably like what like, that was the first week i think and then the second week we we pushed in a one of the empty campaigns and i was pushing hard on my healer and we got the circle probably at least eight times but what we didn't know was there's a couple there was either a couple like uh you know mitigating factors that had to be complete or that or the campaign was just bugged and you couldn't get emperor for that like first
0: well let me let me go into it if you might not know what dog means when a campaign starts usually there's a couple of boundaries or thresholds that need to be passed before someone can be crowned emperor i don't know if any of these are true it's very hard to confirm all the things you hear i have seen multiple times throughout the five years it's a lot a lot of time to see things happen but i definitely have seen a handful of times where people get all the circle of the imperial keep in Cyrodiil, which should crown an emperor, and it doesn't happen. And the thresholds that generically are... These are the ones that people will say need to get passed, usually. There needs to have been a certain amount of people online in the campaign. And the first place needs to have passed a certain amount of AP scored. So neither... I can't confirm or deny either of those, but for sure, if the, the the guy in first place, I would say he probably needs to be over... I've heard 100,000, but I think it's 50,000. And I believe I've heard there needs to be over 50 people in the campaign, but I think it's 100. So everything differs. Everyone's got their own opinion on it. You could ask anyone in PvP and they're going to have their own opinion. But that's what Douglas is pretty much saying that We hadn't passed certain milestones pretty much in the campaign far enough when we crowned him Emperor for the game to actually crown him. Or so we thought, because as Dog is about to tell you, we start checking boxes off here. Yeah, we started checking off the
1: boxes and then eventually it's like, oh, well, maybe you can't just uh, get uh, Emperor in those new campaigns because... I mean, that was our fa- that was our first time ever pushing in those campaigns. last week we pushed in kind, so we kind of gave up. And then you know a few days later, I I went back in the campaign. To, to, I think I went to buy vicious death rings, maybe. But yeah, either way, I was I went to go buy jewelry, and then I noticed that we had a blue emperor, and it wasn't me, and I was sad.
0: <laughs> and it wasn't
1: you. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay because last year during the uh,
0: during the mid year mayhem,
1: yes, during the during the mid year mayhem, I did get Amp on my healer. I didn't get to play as Amp, but I just wanted the achievement, and I got to finally flex the my former Empress. So.
0: Ooh, you cut out a little bit there. You got to flex your mid year or your former Emp.
1: Yeah, I got to flex my former Empress on my healer in dungeons.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. It's something that you always wanted to do. And that's cool because it was your main. And I mean, we'd got we'd got emperors on a couple characters, but never um one of our mains that we play constantly. So that was a big deal. Yes. All right. So those are some of our mid year memories. We both have a special one. And that is the meeting of our one of our other best friends, who is also an awesome streamer, an extra life streamer, always donating and uh, streaming for the kids. He doesn't always stream, um, because he's also working for the kids in real life. But Gramaton Dryand, you can go check him out on Twitch or Twitter. He is an awesome human being. We met him during Midyear Mayhem. Probably when I was doing that Magblade, honestly, it's been about a year and a half, and I'm pretty sure it was during Mid-Year Mayhem, like 99% sure, but he is still uh, the main homie that we play with. He is the tank of our dungeon group.
1: Yes, and he's a really good tank, and very survivable, very OP. <laughs>
0: yes, way to be a tank, Graham. So these <laughs> were our Mid-Year Memories. We would love to hear your mid year memories. We currently have a a little tweet out on Twitter where you can follow us at Red Diamond Cast. If you go and drop a drop a comment on it about any awesome mid-year memories you have, we would absolutely love to include it on the next episode that we will be recording right before mid year ends. So I think that would be pretty cool to uh, spread some community cheer of our favorite event. Yes. So, Dogged, we are really pushing into this episode. We're chilling right around the 42-minute mark right now. So (laughs) It's okay, though, because I definitely thought this episode was going to go a little bit long. Because we just love this event so much. And we could definitely go down some rabbit holes talking about it. So I'm going to skip a little out of order and just drop in these uh, called Granted scores right now. Alright. As I pause slightly so I can pull up the scores. Here we go. PCNA Call Granted during Mid-Year Mayhem. Right now, you guys have 17 days left in the campaign. Right now, as of Monday, earlier in the week from when you'll be hearing this podcast. Ebonheart Pact is leading. I swear, man. Ebonheart Pact is just killing it on PC. The Skyrim faction. It's your guys' year. Uh-oh. All Mary Dominion is second. <laughs> I couldn't even get Ebonheart's points out because I'm realizing that Daggerfall is going to be last. But it's actually pretty cool because they're about halfway through their campaign. Ebonheart's at thirty nine k, Mary Dominion thirty five k, four thousand difference, not too bad. Daggerfall last, unfortunately, but only about a thousand behind the Dominion and five thousand overall behind the Ebonheart pack, sitting at thirty four thousand. So, yeah, that's a little unfortunate. Daggerfall's in last place, but. We will slightly redeem ourselves in Xbox, because for Xbox, North American server, we only have three days left in our campaign, and once again, Ebonheart Pact is in first place. This is something we need to remedy, dog. We need to get up in call next month and make sure we can get some DC in first place updates, but... EP is sitting at 82K and a short 3K behind, so we we could still catch up, maybe, is the DC. We're hanging around, all right, Skyrim faction, we're coming for you. And then we have the Mary Dominion chilling at 73K behind us. So, you know what, last week I believe Mary was in last in all the... <laughs> campaigns that we gave score relates to so way to go ad you pulled it out but unfortunately i don't have an update for ps4 call this week because our awesome mvp lotus of doom did not have a chance to sit through the hour and a half queue (laughs) (laughs) and um when you set another the campaign is your home it doesn't allow you to just view all the campaign scores anymore unless you're in there so no big deal on that but he did relay that call granted is very popping on ps4 too it is a great time in there as i just said big hour-long queues he is in the side campaigns because of the huge queues and i think Dogged, he was saying on one of your Twitter posts, he's in the top ten, top three. Yes, I don't even remember that's cool though. Yes,
1: he's up in the top ten or something like that, and he's definitely making his way for those stars. As yeah, like he's-, he's
0: making his way for the stars, just like us, man. It's a, it's a long grind, honestly. We switched to that Shea Gorth campaign and plowed up to the front, but I, I leveled out around third place or so. I don't think I'm gonna. Go for the crazy level of first place that some other people have.
1: Yes. Especially since that first place is very high. Very.
0: Very high. But we won't even (laughs) go into that because it's a dark, dark rabbit hole. We are going (laughs) to go into a little bit of facts. Not even facts. Just what we feel is awesome, I guess, about Ceredale. Not awesome, but just a bit of incentive that we think could bring you in, and then we're going to give you a bit of what we don't like. Not necessarily don't like, but feel that would be awesome if maybe could be worked on. Because, (laughs) unfortunately, one thing about PvP is it's awesome, but there is always work that could be done on it. Just like any anything though and don't let twitter and social media keep you down pvp is a good place it's fun they do work on it albeit what some people think things are always packed during mid-year always so go hop in there and have some fun go find a campaign where your faction has some population if you've never been in there That'll allow you to hop into text chat and drop an LFG, which is looking for group, because that is a question I've honestly seen far too many times, so I'm just going to clear that up. Midyear brings all kinds of players, not just PvP vets. We're talking PvP newbies to PvP I like it sometimes, to PvP I play it three times a week. You got every kind of level of player in here, so... There's no reason the casual, yeah, right? You got casuals, you got everything yeah. there's no reason to feel like you can't come in here and have fun. Come in here, find a group. that's what it's all about, right, dog. That's how we met,
1: right, yep, we met as you know casual people, well, I wouldn't call myself casual. I was pretty new back then, My stamp in when I vetted him <laughs> out he uh, yeah, he didn't exactly have any armor sets on. He's kinda like, Oh, I will wear this uh iron, I'll wear this steel, I'll wear this random stuff that, that's actually that ha- that does better than what I had. So
0: Let me put it to you this way. We were in Cyrodiil in a group together when dogged hit CP one. Yep. <laughs> I also
1: remember my first view of Cyrodiil. I it was kind of it was fun, except for I had a run. Oh my from gosh, to that's heat. right. Without a mount, (laughs) and it but I was upgrading my mount. So when somebody's like, Here, I'm gonna help you out, I'm gonna pay you 10k gold, and I'm gonna help you give me a mount. So when I was able to buy that mount, I was was very probably me, I don't remember.
0: I'll just take credit (laughs) for it,
1: then (laughs) yeah. But uh, but yeah, but when I finally was able to buy it, I had a I, you know, I think I had about uh, six percent mounts plus rapids. So I was able to get from place to place much faster than sprinting and going, showing up at a key no stamina.
0: Yeah. This might sound crazy to new players too, because they're like, what? Don't you get a free horse? No, not back in the day, my friends. No free horse at level 10. You had to, <laughs> you had to work yeah. for that first horse. So when we're talking about Ceredo, we are going to go into a little bit of things that can help you out, can give you a bit of an advantage maybe in the competition. One thing is stock up on siege weapons. Even if you're like, I don't have that much AP, I don't have that much inventory space, I don't, I don't have room on my slottable thing. Believe me, clear some space, take the time, Buy some blank ballista. <laughs> you know, insert faction here, ballista. Shoot yep, that company, thing. covenant, dominion, pack. Exactly. Set that thing down and shoot it at the wall or the door. And everyone is going to love you, first off. If you siege, you can run multiples of them in a time. You could drop a few of them around you. Ideally, the best to drop three. And you could just spin around all of them and keep shooting them off. And everyone loves someone who sieges, right, dog?
1: Yeah, I'd say that the best siege to have is the normal ballista so that you do 2K per door. If you're in a small group, it's always best to have some rams that you you can just put a ram but if you're playing in like a big populated server rams aren't the most important thing you need if you have them it's always nice but generally somebody else will have them uh counter siege whether like i think my favorite is uh the cold fire ballista but meat bags are also good um Ooh, meat bags scatter shot. A, yeah
0: meat bags is a clutch one if you're trying to do damage yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, oils, oils are really good for defending. If you can time a meat bag with oils and a cold fire ballista, dead. you can do some pretty decent damage.
0: Everything's dead,
1: especially if they all drop at the exact same time. <laughs> and if a sword puts down in a gate, then oh, that whole group oh that's the door would be dead. They're they're just gone.
0: Yeah, just if you want to be useful in PvP, and you don't. You're like, I literally have no clue what to do. Bob, what do I do? Make a sork and go just drop negates whenever you see someone about to do something to enemies. Negate the enemies. And literally, you will be freaking awesome because negates kill people.
1: Especially Magicka characters.
0: Yeah, which is pretty much all my characters.
1: Yes. And, you know, I, I like to play Magplar, so that's a majority of my characters as well.
0: <laughs> so, we touched on it a bit earlier, but delve buffs are honestly pretty much the most important thing I think I preach. A lot of people, I get it all the time, they're like, dude, it's 20% AP. That doesn't matter. And I... Have to kind of be like, okay, sure. I guess you're not big on math, because we're talking about thousands of points, thousands. Even if you're talking about hundreds of points, ten percent of five hundred is fifty. That's a hundred when you're talking twenty percent. So, a keep generically on a normal day, you're looking at about six point seven k ap. An outpost 3.5, a resource 1.7, right, Dog?
1: Yes, with the, uh, delve buff.
0: Oh, with, uh, it's 1.3 without it, right?
1: Uh, it's 1.5 without it, resources, 3k, for outposts, and 6k,
0: for. Oh, okay, so I'm, I, yeah. okay, so everything I listed was the, the buffed up version, so. Kind of. When you're,
1: uh, wait. Well, well yeah, what you listed was the uh like if you got any kills, but the basic ticks is one point five, three, and six.
0: Okay. So okay. That makes more sense. So when you take a keep with the delve buff, you're looking at six point seven point two. Seven point two. I like it. Quick math. Or we just done it that much, honestly. But the delve buffs are awesome. If there is enough action going on, And they are super worth it, even if there isn't. Every, I'll dole out a little bit of knowledge. Map knowledge, so everyone pull out your uh, Tamriel map. Cyrodiil map in particular, please. Look at the outposts. You've got Carmala in the west. You've got Winter's Peak in the north. And you have Harlan to the east. All three of these are freaking awesome because they have delves very close to them. Very close proximity. And although not all of them are the best delves, they're not the shortest. But the one by Carmala is, it's the freaking best delve in the game that you could go kill Mama Bear. But you know. And Papa Ogre. (laughs) And Papa Ogre. However, even the other delves, you've got delves all over Tamriel. If you bring up a little map, well, I'm talking probably to a good deal of PC players. I'm sure you guys just have a cool little mini-map with everything marked, all the delves. Just head to one of those puppies and kill a boss and stroll right out. And it will probably take you a few minutes off of your final destination. And it will give you a lot of AP, especially during a time like this. Don't miss out on it.
1: Yes. Uh, if you're AD, the best ones to go is uh either the Brindle or he what well, you said Carmala. Uh, getting go going for the Mama Bear. Bloodman Cave is pretty good, and so is the one in between goal oh, Yeah, kind of like in, in the mid section of those three.
0: I I used to love Bloodman Cave. the best. But that was back in my yellow days. We don't talk about that.
1: Yeah. Uh, for the Reds, I know King, King's Crest Cavern or King, King's Crest Cave. That one's a pretty decent one. It's pretty small. I don't really remember any of the other delves in that general area. Oh, uh, there's like a delve in between Bleakers and Bruma. And that one's also really good. There's a spider. And if the
0: spider's not up, you can kind of like. Coastal Hollow. Boom. Remembered it, that. Coastal
1: Hollow. Yep, and if you, like, kind of go right, like, there's, like, a little pathway. If you go right to kind of go, like, through the hallway, instead of going through the hallway, you can kind of creep down, and you can see if the Wraith is up. And if the Wraith is down and the spider is down, then chances are all the bosses will spawn at the same time, so you can just wait up top for the
0: spider to spawn. Which is what we like to do. We hit that devil a lot. That's, like, one of the main ones. And then the one by Carmela. But anyways... That's enough on Delve Buffs. Honestly, there's only so much we could give you. Just please go hit some Delve. Score that free AP. But there's one more thing we want to touch on quickly before we go into some of the current metas. And that is the very important thing of camps and keep recall Stones. They're going to be the most expensive thing that you could buy from a Siege Merchant sitting at about 20k each. Which you might say, dude, Bob, this is insane. 20k each? I know, it sounds crazy. But believe me, keep recalls are going to be a lifesaver for you, especially if you're trying to score AP. The moment you see something flagged and you can't travel there, you're running somewhere else and you weren't expecting something yet flagged, or, you know, you're rolling the dice. You're trying to go score some AP somewhere else real quick. If you don't have the time to get somewhere to travel boom, pull out this awesome little stone, travel. You may think a- 20k AP is a lot per stone, but in the long run, you'll probably, especially during mid your Mayhem, you're going to score more than you need. At, if you take one keep with its resources, you could buy a keep recall stone every keep. Or a camp, which is also extremely important, right, dog? Yes,
1: and right now you do get the, you can get the camps from the, uh, Pelennial Boxes, and you can get keepy calls from your Rewards of the Worthy. And I don't know about you guys, but my mail is definitely about three or four days full of the, uh, Pelennial Boxes and Rewards of the Worthy. Don't make jokes about mail.
0: (laughs) My inventory (laughs) of my mail is, oof, let me see, five days old. Is my newest mail. That's not good. Because as I said earlier, we've scored about three million AP since then. Yes, I
1: remember. yeah, I know I bought some tables uh for the ta- for the thing. I also bought mats. Give me mats or we're, we're using up some of mine and then I was like, Oh, I can't actually access the I've also sold a lot of stuff in my guild stores and I also can't access that gold. Yeah. So they're kinda just sitting there for Yeah, I ran out
0: of crafting mats for my pots, and I went to go buy some. And then I went to go craft my potions, and I was like, oh, cool. I can't get my mats forever, (laughs) and I'm not going to try and ding on them. I will just make dogs sell me some. (laughs) Yes, and you've gone through many of my supplies. Hey, calm down. Okay, calm down. It's keeping you alive, too. (laughs) All right, so Cyrodiil, we love it pvp we love it if you can't tell that by now in this episode let me just reiterate it for you we freaking love it we're not the you know most amazing people in the world we're not putting up 80 kills of battleground or anything even though i've never seen 80 (laughs) so that's just a crazy number but one thing that sucks about pvp which it kind of sucks the same as pve there's meta builds Except in PvE, the meta builds are usually helping you kill the enemies you're fighting. In PvP, the meta builds are killing you. So that could be a little bit tough. Dogged, I know this is near and dear to your heart, especially this first one we have. So why don't you uh, let everyone know why it's a meta, what it does that gives these people an advantage or you know makes them feel uh harder to fight against makes them more powerful and why we would love to see it slightly changed at least yes well i think the best way to start off with this sword and shield
1: meta talked about like when the dot meta was broken and this was back when uh we were in. I think the Imperial City event was going on, and I was healing in heavy armor. I was healing me and two other people, and we come across this Magplar who was wearing heavy armor, and and all what he did was he held block the entire time, and he dotted us up. He put a he put a he put entropy on us. He put on Vampire's Bane, and he put on Soul Trap on us. And the only time he let go of block. Was to use radiant oppression to finish us off one by one, and my healing, and these are you know probably you know probably good average players. They weren't like you know people who were who were running her pleat divines. They they probably had I I'd say at least purple gear in pen, and they were pretty good because I didn't have to heal them that much. But this it was just ridiculous because like I couldn't out heal this guy's dots and it was a little bit frustrating at the time. Definitely made me kind of rethink about Seared or about uh, Imperial City and my favorite class, the Templar, being used against me in such a harsh,
0: harsh way. They have nerfed dots a lot since then, but still yes. the sword and board, it's rings true.
1: And another thing is like perma blocking as a damage and just using up all, like some of your stamina, especially if you're a magic, that is just not okay. like you like, like you shouldn't be able to survive tons and tons of damage as as heavy de- as with heavy armor and sword and shield, have you know tank level resistances, and still be able to do tons of damage, tons of burst damage and not even it's not all the time it's burst damage. sometimes you're just like, "Oh, I use all my resources trying to kill this guy, and now that I'm out, he can easily kill me."
0: Yeah, the sword and board is a very, right now, powerful way to go. They changed a lot of things with it, with the nerfs that came out. Mm, Hmm, Scalebreaker, right? I think.
1: Yes, I think so. It was was the nerfs that applied to the uh, bash build that we saw.
0: That's right. So, as far as I'm concerned... In the last few months, we've seen a bit of a drop off. But man, as Dog's saying, when you're going and fighting someone with a staff or, you know, a magic character that you think, even if they're wearing heavy armor and you could feel it and you could tell by their health, it's tough. When they switch their back bar and just pop a couple heals with their sword and shield because you could block cast, so they're blocking well healing. And now I've used up my burst and I'm out of magic, but that's also just a little bit part of the game. I mean, if they want to be able to be that tanky, they should. But there should be a bit more of a a drop-off. I mean, these people running sword and shields all over the place that could still turn around and be just as powerful or more powerful than a build that's almost glass cannon. That is where you get a bit touchy. Yes. And, uh, like, you know, like, I'm sure everyone has seen
1: them. Like, there's, like, you know, people who just spam snipe or they span spin to win, or they span dizzy swing. And, or, you know, if you're a Templar, you span jabs. If you're a Warden, you spam your uh, birds. Yeah. You know, like, there's all kinds of different kinds of spammable DKs will spam the whips. Like, if they're in medium armor or light armor, like, at least these kind of like, you know, meta builds or like, you know, meta skills, they are at least killable. Like you know, like like you can get up to them for us if you're fighting a bow blade or anyone who just spamming snipe. If you get up on top of them, they can't really do anything to you, and they kind of like freak out, and that's your kind of point to kill them.
0: And that's kind of how but, it should be. If you could get like when I think of medium and light armor, I think of you're playing it a little bit riskier, but you have a bit more damage and you have a bit more chance of not surviving but maybe escaping so when all of a sudden you're for example and this is I'll put it this way because I don't want to just go out and be like you know people were fighting you know you don't really get to see what people you're fighting are wearing or anything so it can be hard to tell but I'll put it this way of my own build I'm running around in five piece light, two piece heavy, all in pen, yes, but still five piece light. My resistances are buffed all the way up, not even 20k. I think my spell resistance gets a little, maybe 23k, physical 19. And that's a lot of buffs. I mean, I, and it can get a little higher with my necro due to heals and skills. But for light armor, there's no, absolutely no reason for me to be as tanky as I am running around in five piece light armor. It's kind of insane. I've had a couple clips recently where I am just running away from people who are just spamming things on me, and I'm just zigzagging away, healing and buffing back up on a full. Well, five piece light armor build, and they're still having. Not that they, you know, people can't kill me. I'm I'm killable, but it's interesting feeling when you're in, uh, light armor like that, and you could survive. So I, I mean, I don't want them to take that fully away, but there definitely feels like there could be a trade off when you're wearing heavy armor. You shouldn't be so powerful at the same time maybe i'm just building my stand builds wrong though who knows
1: maybe maybe we both are doing it wrong you know
0: who knows well it doesn't seem <laughs> to be that hard because the majority of people are spamming dizzy swing but you know yeah. that's how it goes honestly when i play my stand in, i am probably just as well, I have two different Stand Wardens. I have one that's dual-wield, and I have one that's two-hand. I think my two-hand was just kind of despite the meta last year. Like, you know what? I'm going to do it, too. Sometimes you just got to <laughs> join them, I guess. But it's funner yeah, to you beat, can't them. beat them. If join them. Yeah, it's funner to beat them than join them, I guess.
1: Yeah. But the most important thing about, you know, the mid or Mayhem is to go have fun. Find a good group. Don't worry about dying. Buy your siege, get your del buffs, and then don't get mad at the meta like Bob and I do. <laughs> <laughs> it can be hard to not get yes. mad. At and the if meta. you do get mad, then you know, take a little break, go do whatever you like to do to calm down. Now me, that's you know, stealing from people and you know, kind of murdering NPCs, getting uh
0: working towards murdering... one of my uh uh, innocent animals <laughs> <laughs> the, all the cows and pigs of tamriel better watch out when dog has a free <laughs> moment no not the cows i'm actually working
1: towards that uh contraband which is sell like a million gold worth of stolen items and i'm only about 300k there so i have quite a few way quite a lot of ways to go so well
0: i mean not not that bad you're you're quite a few ways of the way there as well. <laughs> that
1: is true. You know, 30% it's a good start.
0: But yeah, there has been as far as just mid your mayhem and everything. There's been a lot that I've seen on Twitter this week and I don't really want to go too into the whole toxicity of PVP and you know, PvE players having to come into pvp for an event i'm just gonna kinda which i literally don't even have any of this written out or anything this is just gonna be straight how i feel pvp can be a lot of fun and it can also be very very frustrating and not fun and there is there is people in there that are toxic You can go in any single campaign on Xbox, probably on any console, and you're going to find people that are toxic. It sucks. I know. But you also can't expect every player of any game to be the cool person you want them to be. There's going to be people that want to farm lobbies or noobs. There's going to be people that want to camp buildings. That's just... How they enjoy the game. This is, you know, their event as much as anyone else's, and as much as I don't want to advocate doing any of that because me and Dogged, <laughs> me, <laughs> never mind about Dogged. I've, I've watched a Meteor Equester yesterday violently. <laughs> but. <laughs> but not every time right you know it's just, it's just
1: so yeah, not not every time it was just one time he was like i didn't know he was a quester at first <laughs> actually i may have known uh but i didn't know at, at first i just see his name and when he went to the tower I was like oh well <laughs> i i'm only doing this for the ap and then i'll leave you alone and i left him alone until so we returned later <laughs> There... But we only capped Bruma, and I didn't kill him that last that that last time you were there. So, oh, well, there you go. Probably because he cloaked away and hid. But I I wasn't going after him, so I just killed the guards. We capped it, and we left for Bleakers.
0: There is plenty of good to be found in PvP, and if you are there to get your tickets, and you're feeling frustrated. Try and reach out to a, a guildie or something. or I, I want to say reach out into chat. Chat can be, in Cyrodiil, a, a dangerous place. And honestly yes. say stay away from chat more than anything. <laughs> if you need to go into chat and drop an LFG, you're usually not going to get a lot of weirdos hating on you or anything, but you never know. The main thing I want to get across is that there is a lot of fun to be had in PvP. And if you've never gone into Cyrodiil and ripped down a freaking wall of a castle with 30 of your friends shooting ballistas at this thing, I am telling you, it is so, so cool. And it is... I never get over it. I've been doing it for years. It was one of the things... It hooked me into Elder Scrolls Online that I never would have thought that I was going to be into. But go try it. Right now it's mid Mayhem. There's plenty of servers. Go pick one where it's your, your faction. They're ruling it. Go pick it and go find some friends. Go rip down a castle. Go earn some AP and make the best of it. Because the event doesn't come around very often and you will definitely spend if you hated it this much the whole time the rest of the year will probably be without it and honestly i hope that we i hope that we get another one i know that there has been a little bit of you know just going back and forth between pve and pvp but it's all elder scrolls and there are toxic players in dungeons when you queue for it and there are cool players and there are toxic players in pvp when you queue for it and there are cool players just like anything avoid the people who suck laugh it off when they try and talk crap and move on find the people that you like and play with them and enjoy the game and but don't let something ever deter you from trying And go in and give it your all because you will you can honestly fall in love with so many aspects of this game that you probably thought that you never would have cared about before. All right, well, we knocked out a pretty solid episode here, dog. Kinda sad to end it, man. I love talking mid year mayhem. I could keep going forever, honestly. Clearly, as we've are now getting into our longest episode almost. (laughs) yep well there's
1: always next week and we could talk about how we both became you know i i became a grand overlord and you became an overlord probably not but we can hope
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of scoring man i i hope that we can pull that off that would be pretty cool but even if we can't we will be back like i said we are we shared our mid-year memories with you some of our favorites we do have a Twitter post going right now where you can feel free to comment on. We will be bringing up any of the comments and mid-year memories that you have on the next episode, which is a perfect little segue to where you can find us if you want to find the show. Talk to us. Drop us a suggestion or a comment or criticism you know whatever dog criticizes me all day long so i you know go ahead we're here just for fun so come talk to us we want to talk all these girls we're on twitter at red diamond cast and we have our xbox guild heirs of the red diamond unfortunately although i feel like it will come one day you can't search for specific guilds on Elder Scrolls yet, but if you go to our Twitter, we have a link to our Discord, and if you go in there and talk to us for a bit and say that you want to join our guild and come hang out, we will send you an invite on Xbox get you taken care of. We can go do dungeons or PvP and all that fun stuff. You can also find us clearly in Cyrodiil and Battlegrounds. Come hang out, man. We're playing Elder Scrolls. Yep. Yeah. So... We got our first review on iTunes, which is pretty awesome. I would make Doug read it, but I have a feeling that he doesn't have it ready. I do not. I don't
1: even have an app and an Apple device, so.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I just had to troll you a little bit. So, we got our first awesome five-star review. Thank you very much to the TheZekin. One of our awesome homies on Xbox, actually. Thank you so much for looking out for us and reviewing us, man. He says, good job, guys, but you both smell. (laughs) Nice VDSA run last night. I had fun tanking it. Thank you so much, The Zekin. We had a great time in VDSA with you. Although it wasn't last night at this point. It's been a bit. It was a great time. And I got a master's bow that night. My first one, finally, after countless attempts at Vet Dragonstar. Dang. And Bob
1: is still bragging about the master's bow.
0: (laughs) Well, I could be bragging about how much that you smell worse than me. But apparently Zekin decided to say that we both smell. So there you go. I will get. I'm sorry, Zeke, and I guess we have to shower. (laughs) Dogged. This has been an awesome episode, man. I'm enjoying it more and more each week. Why don't you tell the people where they can come get a hold of you if they want to talk to you about all things dogged? All
1: right. Well, if you want to talk about all things dogged, I'm on Xbox, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitch. I haven't streamed a while on Twitch, but I plan on doing it. One of the and both of those, it's, I'm um, dogbark24, that's D-O-W-G-E-D-B-A-R-K-2-4.
0: The Dogged. And if you want to find me and come talk all things Elder Scrolls, I'm on Xbox, Bob Chichinski. Spell it for you right now. Good old B-O-B space C-H-I-C-H-I-N-S-K-E. It's going to be about the same everywhere else with an underscore between the two. I am on ESOPC every now and again, at Bob Chachinsky, and Twitter and Twitch, Bob underscore Chichinsky. Come give me a follow on both. Twitter, I'm trying to post awesome Elder Scrolls stuff for you guys every day. At least something, right? <laughs> and then Twitch, I am streaming at least, I'm trying to go for once a week. That's my goal. So anything beyond that is awesome. And I am just enjoying the heck out of it, streaming and podcasting and spreading our knowledge with you guys. And everyone who has reached out to us on Twitter and dropped us a follow and a comment, thank you guys so much. It really means the world to me and Dogged and just keeps inspiring us to do even more.
1: And a couple last things. Uh, Bob likes to go around saying he's the number one Fox. All I'd like to say is, you know, (laughs) hold on, hold on, because
0: (laughs) you are breaking up so hard, even though I should just let it go because you're trying to troll me. (laughs) But yes, I love to say, although please don't come challenge me on it. (laughs) Best macro NA. Of of Xbox. On Xbox. Fair enough. Yes. I don't need yep. to get challenged by anyone outside of Xbox <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> Xbox is enough.
1: Yeah, but anyways is what many people have proven is you know, what as Lyrith always says, blessed astronauts are tools for the dim weighted and that's why Bob cannot control his blast <laughs> bones.
0: Look at <it>, man. <laughs> I can't control my blast bones because Zoss <laughs> doesn't want me to yet. They're... I'm intrigued because you are. too. No, thinning. no, no. <laughs> well, well, maybe I'll be smart enough by next patch, hopefully, because they're fixing them more. So there you go. Dog, on the know. other hand, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do
1: it. <laughs> well, to kind of close this out, I just want you guys all to know that I am. I am the best dog that always does dog things in a
0: doggy dog world. That's it. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Enjoy your mid-year mayhem.